inside for the racing. Good evening, everyone. I'm Cece Brooks, and it is time for another edition of Inside Florida Racing here in the studio up on the ninth floor up here with Jack and Rob. And I, Rob, I believe we have a special guest on the phone with us. I believe it's Bill Green, the man that owns me a T-shirt, man. You bet your Cece, baby. <laughs> hey there. Where's my shirt? You're uh, waiting my turn, but uh, great chance to uh, say hi to everybody at... Uh Inside Florida races, not uh, very often I get back unless somebody gets sick. So. All right, Bill. Just all right, Bill. Just hold that thought for a minute. Hey, Rob. Yeah, I'm here. All right, man. Here's the deal. We had uh, I'm gonna set this up here in case. Have you read? First of all, let me ask you. Uh, have you read um, uh, uh, the news stories about the race? About the hundred lapper? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, you mean you mean the fifty-three oh, lap? Okay, so really all right, so you've read the news. So, so let me tell you, that aside, okay, because I know that's going to take up a lot of the. It's going to aggravate. It's going to take a lot of the buzz up, and I understand that. But here's the deal: it has to be recognized that right off the bat, that Jim Curry, Curry Roofing, he organized and put together. The best mini stock event in at least three or four years, at least maybe oh, yeah. longer. I mean, it was well, really well organized. Right. It was a great and, event and put together. Yeah. And it, was, it was the best one since Todd Hutto sold it. Absolutely, well, that's a, absolutely yeah. for certain. So it was a great event. There was a ton of cars there. You nice had, track. You nice had track people officials. like coming out of the woodwork who hadn't raced. Rick Sermons. I mean, come on, and Rob Robbie Store. These guys, they all came out, supported this thing. And it was the best 54 laps of modif- of uh, many stock uh, racing in a long, long time. Yes. You're wrong, Jack. It was the best four laps of racing. After the 50 lap stop and go thing they did, that took 20 minutes of their hour and 10 minutes. Then it was the best racing for four laps, which took about eight or ten laps to happen because they kept having people run over people. But now I had a great time. That, the that... top five, I'm sorry, CC, but the top five had come to the front, man. I mean, some of them been sent to the back already, and they'd worked their way back up. It was fixing to be one of the greatest finishes in the history of the damn sport. I'm sure. Oh, it was looking. It was looking great for Yoakum. And then somebody decided their watch was at the right time of day, or their, you know, the wife needed a, uh, they need to go home and vacuum or something. I don't know what they were thinking. Well, I'm. If you've got, wait a minute, I'm going now. No, no, no. If you've got two or three weeks to prepare, and you know you've got a hundred lap race coming to your place, and it's going to be the biggest thing that's happening, you make sure you get that whole race in. I don't okay. care if you got to tell the guys that do the street stocks and the mini stocks the very last two races of the night, hey, guys, we're going to do your features next week. Or you don't bring seven extra classes. You bring maybe three because you want to make sure your fans get a full show. Where's, where's Critter at? All right, first of all, I talked to Critter about an hour ago. And I've talked to Jim Curry, of course, two or three times. Talked to him yesterday. Jim Curry, is he's going to be mad? He, did he make the call to do this? Um, no, he was not mad. Jim Jim did everything he could to make this happen. He did everything he could. He even had them at one point. He said, they promised me my husband. Bill, Bill has not finished bedding, venting. Pull up at him. Rob, Rob, we have to let Bill continue his vent until he's got it out. Because I mean, he's really, been... He was really upset that night. And Jack told me, no, no, go home, go home, go home. I didn't. I didn't call the thing. I didn't do anything. I don't even want to talk about. I just horse in the race. No, I don't even want to talk about the microphone. Don't work. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I just, I'm upset for these guys because they went to so much trouble to get there. Thirty-seven mini stocks came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, I saw that. Come on. I, I tell you, you know, I, 
I feel your pain, you know, and I, I just read about it today, really, about really what happened, and I, you know, Jack? I don't know where, hey, Rob, I know, all I know is I, talked, I made it I talked, there, but you didn't, and I, you lived closer, why? That's right. The ball was dropped, that's all there is. Why weren't you there, Rob? Why weren't you there? I made the trip up. That is to get those guys to drag them back out of the garage again, you know, hey. three months down the road, you want to try it again somewhere? Hey, Bill. It's already in the works. You know as well as I do it's going to happen. There's going to be a mini stock racing uh, this year uh, like we haven't seen in a number of years. There will be races at all, big races at all these these uh, short tracks that want to have big mini stock races. The, uh, it's, it's out of the... Uh, Are you there? It's out of I'm the... Here. It's, Sorry, CC. I didn't mean to knock you out of the water there. I can't no. hear you, CC. That's all. Okay. Look, okay. I'm, go ahead. Talk, No, I'm here. Like, this, was my, this was my first time at Citrus County Speedway. I had a great time. It's a really nice track. People there are very friendly. Um, what I was wondering, Rob, was, you know, I... I made I made the trip up there and I was disappointed that you weren't there but it was great seeing um you know seeing Bill getting time to hang out with you and everybody up there now Bill I really felt for um I really felt bad for Yokum you know he he had he he had the the best the best time um in the heats and he was on the verge of winning that race when they called it I I think I you know it had to be very frustrating for Yokum Wow. I mean, don't you think? I mean, he 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 did good, you know, in you know in the heats, and then you know, unfortunately, there was the, you know the pool of eighteen. But you know, he was he was moving on up there. He was consistently moving on up there and doing well. So that's yeah, well, he would have had uh, Bill. Hello, Bill. Okay, we must have lost Bill. We have to get them back. But uh, uh, he, he would have also he would have also had to have um, dealt with. Uh, uh, Rick Sermons. Rick Sermons was not going to just give yeah. that up. And uh, it would have made for a great the, uh, race, though, the, watching the, them the, keep battling. Clint out. Foley, the yeah. driver of the number seven, who is yeah. the current uh, 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 points leader at Citrus, is one of the very best mini stock races. He's right there with those guys. Uh, Robbie Storr, even though he may have been back uh, and uh, behind him a little bit, he was certainly going to be a, a, a factor in a fifty it, in the last fifty laps. There's a, at least seven or eight guys who could have come up there, uh, including Jim Curry himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how how good his car was running, but um. now now there's also something that happened that night. You know, we got past the the mini stock race, but I tell you that figure eight race that just had everybody on the edge of the seat. That that figure eight race was great and. Um, uh, you know the car going up over the mound of dirt um, and then landing safely. I mean that was just incredible. Watching that car launch itself over, you know, during the figure eight race, Jack. That was that was pretty spectacular. And uh, you know, it just everybody sitting around me was just was just really enjoying that race. So you know, unfortunately, the big race got cut back. But uh, you know, people in the stands were still having a really good time, and it was just a great experience. And I look forward to going back up there again, even though uh, uh, you know. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning by the time I got home from the drive, but I had a good time. Looking forward to that, going back up there, and looking forward to uh, making a trip up to Ocala. I think it's time again to uh, make my way up to Ocala for some Friday night racing. We're going to have a great night here on Inside Florida Racing. Um, we have, of course, um, Mike Lawhorn's going to be with us. We're going to get a East Coast Dirt update. 
Um, in the second hour, of course, we have our carding segment. We're going to get a fast car update. And uh, Tim Quick, promoter of the Modified event coming up April 25th, um, he'll be joining us as well as J.D. Gordon. So we, we just really have a packed show tonight, Jack. Yeah, okay, Bill, you back with us? Honey, I'm home. Hey, uh, oh, okay, Robin, you. Robin, uh, we got uh, Robin uh, and Bill Green hooked back up. Okay. So go ahead, Bill, your, your final words on this whole thing, man. My final words on this whole thing, uh, Rob, CC, uh, great show. Maybe keep it going. Uh, don't let me interrupt you. But uh, Jack knows how I felt about this, and, and I'm really passionate about it for the drivers. Not so much, uh, I mean, I understand the fans come and they want to see the racing, and, and most of the fans got up and left as that one was done because they had no clue what was going on. Um, but I'm just uh, passionate about it, and I understand that just somebody somewhere dropped the ball, somebody didn't get the word, and, and I'm sure that if it had been thought through that they would not have done it the way they did it. I was just frustrated with the fact they did it the way it did, and I hope that, um, you know, Citrus, you know, thinks about the way they do things, and if they're going to bring in a traveling series, you want to make sure you get all of that race in, uh, maybe have a few less classes or plan on moving some things around to make it happen. Uh, otherwise, I'm looking forward to the mini stocks getting out again because I know there's a lot of folks with a lot of mini stocks out there that would love to go race, you know, six or eight times a year and not have to spend, you know, a fortune to go do it. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, Jim Curry's going to make it happen that way, and he's really passionate about it. He enjoyed getting involved, and uh, I hope that Karnak gets a chance to be involved again. Love you guys. Love uh, Sisters County. I really do. Um, hopefully Larry Mack can get hooked up with you, and you guys can have some fun with him because uh, Larry's the oldest sitting announcer in the state of Florida. He's been 54 years announcing. He's been 22 years, I think, sitting in Citrus County. A lot of information right there. He knows everybody's grandmother, grandfather, grandkids, and everything else at that track. Uh, just a wonderful man. Um, a lot of kind of. He, he's got a real dry humor. Takes a little bit to get used to him, but uh, he's a great guy. He'll be with us later tonight. Talk to you later, Bill. Thank you. Hey, Bill. Don't forget about my T-shirt. Uh, I won't forget your T-shirt. Not my T-shirt. But I'm not going to bring it unless I know you're going to be there. Put it in the mail. He's gone. Bye. Yeah, we talked to Critter about uh, an hour ago or mm-hmm. so, and. Uh, of course, uh, Don Creedy is the uh, general manager at uh, Citrus County uh, Speedway. And he basically, um, this event was originally scheduled to be, originally in the in the beginning, was to be a 50-lap a race. And, and then it, it got to be a 100-lap race uh, at the request of, of, of Jim Curry. And then I had talked to, to Jim about having, you know, making, I really lobbied hard to get a inter- you know, driver interviews and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, an autograph session, and they entered that in. And Citrus is not really, doesn't do that sort of thing on a, on a regular basis. They have the biggest car count in the state of Florida. One of the reasons they have the biggest car count is they really, really take care of their local drivers, and they run a very tight ship, a very fast-moving, fast-paced show on a regular basis, and, and it, it's, um, they have an 11 o'clock curfew. They run a lot of divisions, but they move the show along so fast. So this thing was thrown into the middle of it, even though it had been planned for a while. It wasn't uh, all the, there was some some planning uh, not gone into it that maybe that should have. And and uh, and uh, Critter acknowledged that, and uh, he and Jim have talked, and they're looking forward to doing uh, another show just like this one, another big one, as as well as as Jim has been you know talked to four at least four other racetracks. Who I uh, want to bring this kind of show to their track, and uh, uh, you know they understand that Citrus that the next time it will certainly be different, and they hated pulling that thing as much as as anybody. But 
they were up against either pulling that show at their, they were given an hour and ten minutes to get the show in, it didn't get in, and they were up against either that or sending classes home. And again, they're, the way that track works is they really take care of their local people because that's what they mostly do. They don't have a lot of big shows coming in from other places or drivers coming from, you know, 400 miles away to come race with them. So does that explain it, Rob? Yeah, I was just trying to see how many classes they ran. I've got it pulled up here. There's Seven. One, two. So you want to talk to the guy that won? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Why don't we take a break? Yeah, while we take a break, we'll come right back with uh, Mike. Sure. We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Carnite.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnite.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnite.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnite gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. And we're back with Inside Florida Racing. And we're going to uh, go kick off this hour with the, the winner from Saturday night's big mini-stock race at Citrus County Speedway. Rob, we have Mike Lawhorn with us. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Rob. How you doing? And I'm doing good. Uh, so you, you got the big win. I mean, it was a big, you know, pump-up to this thing to, uh, you know, it finally happened and modified minis were in full force and uh you came out on top how'd you feel about it it felt great it's a, there was a there was a great field of cars there um and uh i couldn't wait for the race to get started i was excited and uh to 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 get out in the lead like i did and and, and lead basically every lap that we run i know the race got a little short but it just it felt great it felt great to beat the uh some of the best mini stock drivers in the state of florida it, it was a good feeling you had Jim Smith there uh, right behind you. Now, I know he's a crafty veteran of that racetrack. Um, you think he'd have ever uh, got by you had you been able to run the full 100? Because uh, I heard the race was really fixing to get started. 
It, uh, I don't know if he could have, but I know that uh, at the end of the first 50-lap segment there, um, on the very last lap, he got a good run on the outside, and I, I was able to beat him back to the line for that. And then uh, when uh, when we shortened the race there, I was unaware that I don't have a radio or anything in my car, and everybody else did. They were all aware that we was going green-white checkered. I didn't know that. When the white flag come out, it caught me completely by surprise. And so that last lap, I was, I mean, when I seen the white flag, I got real intense. I know Jim was coming real hard, but he drove me clean. I have to, I have to thank him for that and uh, was able to hold it off. So those guys had radios, some of them guys? Yeah, yeah, they're allowed to have radios out there, yes, sir. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, wow. that's one thing. I don't, have a, I don't have a mirror in my car, and I don't have radios, so... It uh, they uh, they had a little bit of advantage on on that part of it as far as the green white checkered, and but yeah, there was a lot of really good. And now you're second. I think you're second uh, in points right now. Is that right? Yeah, I'm second uh, behind Clint Foley right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 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 Robbie Yoakum is. Um, I think he's like two points behind me. Yeah, these guys are going at it. You know, and and, and it was amazing because Foley got. Sent back to the rear of the field, he and uh, Storer had that little mix-up there early in the race, and he had to go all the way to the rear of the field, and he was coming back up there too. Yeah, it, uh, that uh, if it hadn't got cut short, there was there was. I mean, I I hope the fans seen a good race up until that point, but uh, I, I do believe the race was fixing to get a whole lot better there. It uh, if we'd have started dicing up front there like that. Yeah, that, that was a very impressive uh, field of cars. You know, I, I was... Good field cars. There was, I think there was 37 in the pits and 35, 34, 35 took the... Yeah, I think 34 started. Yeah, 34 started, and, yeah. Uh, which was a great field of cars. I mean, I, I would love to see that come out every time up there. And not only that, it was very cool because, Rob, when they drew the... They drew pills for inversions. Right. And... Uh, uh, Robbie Yoakum had fast time. He had the fastest car out there in qualifying. He drew a eighteen. He drew an eighteen pill. Yep. Had to invert eighteen cars, so he and he uh, had to start back there. Him and uh, Foley actually. Mm-hmm. Foley was the second fastest time. They had to start back there at eighteenth and in, in, uh, what seventeenth place. Yep, and uh, that that put me on the second row, um, second row inside, right next to George Newman. Right. And. Uh, that uh, that was a great benefit to me for him drawing that pill, and uh, it put me up near the front. And with that uh, with that amount of traffic, it was hard to uh, you know for everybody to get up through the pack, and you know real quick because there was just so many cars out there. And what was amazing is that hardly any cars went a lap down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I mean I think I only passed two cars in the whole race, which I mean I know that. We didn't get the whole hundred laps in, but um, I thought that was pretty amazing that no more cars than that went a lap down. So that meant that uh, there was a, a big. Means there's a lot of cautions, Mike. That's what that means. Well, actually, the, uh, <laughs> they Rob, weren't counting no, cautions, no, were they? Yeah, the first, the first, uh, the first fifty laps they were counting cautions. But Rob, you know what? It, it wasn't just that there was cautions. It wasn't the cautions that did it. Um, watching the cars, there was only. Um, a few cars, and there was one particularly that was a lot slower than the rest of the field. There was only two or three cars or maybe four that were uh, 
really any uh, a lot slower than the rest of the cars. Most of the cars were were uh, there was a lot of competitive cars there that yes, were. There was watching the the my wife videotaped it and watching the videotape. Um, I was unaware of a lot of stuff that was happening behind me, of course. Um, sure. But you know, they're watching the videotape. All the cars were just packed together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, oh yeah, it'd be a great race for the fans for what they saw. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was. It was a wonderful race to watch. There was only it was one, very exciting. Yeah, and only one of those wrecks was uh, any real big deal. I mean, other than the one that was a big deal to Foley having to go to the rear, but there was only one wreck that was really a, a real mess up. That was at monster where chris or, or thornton hit the wall pretty hard in turn one there mm-hmm. in the 24 car uh right after the 50 lap uh, ended but uh, the, right i think the second and third place car i think the i think the third place car actually got into uh jim smith there a little bit and started that uh yeah it was started that melee and i was unaware of that because like, i don't have radios and when i come back around the caution was out and going down the front straightaway and i seen that big pile up down there but uh yeah. Let me ask you this now. Fun race. In, in the winters. Every week, don't you? I'm sorry. You guys run these every week, don't you? These hundred lappers? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the the, the, the class. Does it run every week there? It, every. Um, we take one week off. We run three weeks and usually have a week off then, um, which makes it nice, you know, week off get everything back up to snow. But we uh, every third week we have a week off, so. Well, so you think this will help your regular week class now that, you know, since everybody got their car out there and ran it and saw that it could run, you think they'll show up and modify it, things? I hope it'll pick up some, yes. It, uh, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of guys from other tracks that, uh, because the other tracks uh, agreed to be off with their mini stocks that night, and um, they'll go back to their regular track. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I would like to see it, because there's a lot of guys that used to run out there you know, that showed up, that got their car out of the mothballs or out of the garage, and uh, it would be nice to see them back there on a regular basis. So I see the top ten is, is either off from Inverness or Brooksville or from St. Pete. Uh, Rick Sermon, he drug his out, but he's probably been up there racing a little bit, hasn't he, uh, before, though? Um, no, Rick, don't come up. No, Rick has been gone. If you'll... He come up the week before, um, basically, to, to, you know, break his car back in because it had been setting for a while. And uh, but him and Chris Thornton, uh, Chris Thornton, I think, been racing down to Desoto. Um, Robbie Store, he hasn't raced a whole bunch from uh, talking to him. Um, so yeah, a lot of those guys. Uh, it, it's been a while since they've been out. Rick Rick Sermons brought his car out just for this race. I mean, if it, now it's out, but but uh, you know, he and Kim have been out of the game of racing, and uh, mm-hmm. and and this is this is the thing that got him back. Now I want to ask you for. Uh, before you get out of here, man, uh, let me ask you this. In the winner's circle, you're holding a pretty nice trophy. Jim Curry made sure you had a trophy that's not going to end up in the garage, is it? Oh, no. This trophy will be in my house. I, I can guarantee that. He, he went out of his way, and it is the nicest trophy that I've seen. I mean, it, <laughs> I felt like I went, you know, I, I should have won a Daytona or something with that thing because it is a beautiful trophy that he went and had made for this race. Yeah, it was a very special trophy for a very special race, and uh, you're the guy that ended up on top, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It felt great. I, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. It, uh, to, to lead it like that and uh, to... Uh, to end up the way it did was great. It, it may be the only race I win all year, but I picked a good one to win. Yeah, that's a, that's right. Well, now what you got to do is go out there and uh, go after Clint. Go give Clint a run for his money for that points championship. 
Well, I will do my very best on that. Between him and uh, him and that eight car, it's going to be a it's going to be a fight. All right, How many Mike. More races this month, you guys got. Um, we're off next week, and then we go back for uh, then we'll be on another three week schedule, need another three week run. All right, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. Congratulations, man. Mike. All right. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure, you, Mike. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Exciting. Very good. Break yeah, time. And it's break time, so we're going to go take a break, and we'll go, come back with um, was it Johanna. Yes. Or Johanna Long will be back with us after this break. We'll be right back inside Florida Racing.
That's Billy Squire on Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. And uh, Rob, Jack, we have our next guest on the line. Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, let me turn this this thing on here. I'll tell you, every once in a while, I was talking to uh, the promoter, uh, Tim Bryan, up at uh, Five Flags today, and I was telling him, you know, every once in a while you, you run across, uh, there's stories that you do in racing, and, and sometimes you got to hype them up a little bit. They they they. You, you have a feeling like you want to make them more than they are. You want to hype them up to make them a story. And sometimes you run across stories that are just the real deal. And this is one. Uh, Joanna Long is uh, certainly one of the, the very best uh, race car drivers, period, in the late model ranks in the southern United States. And she happens to be a young lady. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Joanna. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you, uh, you became the first... Uh, what they're saying is the first time a female has ever won that blizzard race. Well, it doesn't matter uh, about any of that because you beat um, the best. Uh, the best. What yeah, a huge it achievement! Really good just to be out there at my home track and winning. Yeah, Rob. Look, who are some of the people in that list, Rob? In the list, uh, I mean, there's Bubba Pollard's in there, and you got Doggy Grill. There's all kinds of drivers in here. I, I was looking through, and um, Jeremy Colangelo was in the list, and everybody knows the recent he's been running like crazy, and our man, uh, I believe David Rogers was there. David Rogers came in the top, I think he was at sixth or something like that. And, uh, it's not anything that anybody should be surprised about, because she was the uh, late model champion last year there at the race track. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah, we've been following uh, Joanna for about a year. So, Joanna, tell us about your racing deal. Where, when did you get started in this? We know your dad, Donald, uh, is uh, Donald Long is is a, a veteran race car driver. Tell us about your your racing career history here. Well, I started racing go karts when I was eight. It took me two years to try to get my dad to get me in a go kart, and he finally got me in when I was eight. I raced that for four years, and I moved up to Legend Cars for a year. We didn't know too much about them. And my dad put me in a late, a pro late model just to start practicing because we knew, my dad knew more about the late models than they did the legend cars. Well, he let me race that year because he said that I did better than he thought I would. And I raced that for two years. And the second, in the middle of the second year, he let me, let me start racing super late, or practice racing super late models. In my first practice, he said that I surprised him and he said that he was going to give me a chance to race the first blizzard race. And that's where it all led up to. So how did it all play out that you uh, won this race? Run us through it a little bit real quick. Um, well, I qualified third, and we had a really good call. We were running second for, like, the whole race. We were just trying to save our tires. We came in, we came into the pits, and my guys were really good at that race, and they got me out fourth. We were running third, and I got past Waller about... Ryan Lawler, about um, 15 laps to go, and I think Augie Grill got loose, or he hit the wall, and I got under him, and that's all it was, and I won the race. And this is your first super late model race? Yes, sir. Quite impressive. Wow. Mm. So now, winning this blizzard race, doesn't this kind of lock you into the derby? Um, there's four, there's five races of, five blizzard races, and if you win the points championship, you're automatically in the derby. Okay, so you, you're on your way to uh, the four, right? I mean, it, 
So yeah. you're leading the points for the deal right now. Um, yes, sir. And if you're in the top ten, say the first um, guy that wins the points, he'll earn Or girl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they automatically, yeah, yeah. the first two people are automatically in the derby, and if they make it, it goes down the list to the top ten. Well, I believe that you won't have any problem making it to the Derby, and I'm sure you're looking forward to the Derby, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, the Derby's like the best time of the year. Like, it's just good to know, because that race is so big, it's just good to know that you are automatically in it. Now, Cece, uh, yes. she is how old? I'm 16. <laughs> that is just so impressive, isn't it, Rob? That's 16 years old and, and just... Achieving this. Impressive. I'm really impressed. I've been impressed with some of these guys that I've talked to. and uh, um, Really, I mean, that is really good, uh, what, what's going on here right now. Let me ask you something. Uh, you're in high school, right? Um, yes, sir. I'm uh, a sophomore. How's that going uh, at school? It's going good. <laughs> I, I don't like school that much, but I have two more years but, and try to stick it out. Now, but what do, your, what do your friends and classmates think about you racing? They support me. They go to my races. They they just support me. That's wonderful. Are you, are you going to be racing your uh, late model again uh, soon? Where are you racing next? Let me um, put it this way. Where are you racing next? Two weeks in Orange County, North Carolina. Let me ask you that. Wait a minute. Wait, what did you do at Mobile on Saturday night? You won it at, uh, at, at Friday night at Five Flags. What did you do at Mobile? Well, I qualified ninth. I messed up in qualifying, and I made my way back up to third. Oh, okay. So you came from, how long was that, 50 laps or something? Um, it was 100. 100 laps, yeah. Yes, sir. That's cool. Let me see how much you've learned about this. Let me hear, uh, you want to thank any sponsors? Oh, yes. I, love, I want to thank AES Human Resource Solutions and, of course, my dad and his business, because without them, I don't, paint him engraving paving, I don't, I wouldn't be racing right now if it wasn't for them. Let's see. He was in the field. Uh, Where did he finish? Um, his throttle hung, and he hit the wall that night. He tore up his car. Yeah. Yeah, That's he did. Terrible. Where Where was he at the time that his throttle hung? Um, I think he started fifteenth. I think he was up to tenth. Where did you start? Third. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, he's gonna go ahead and let you take over. I can see that. <laughs> no, actually. Uh, we're going to definitely uh, continue to follow your progress and uh, see just what happens to you because, you know, uh, I tell you, you got to be marketable in this sport of racing, and there's nothing more marketable than a nice young lady that can actually really race. You know what? A perfect example of that, uh, Joanna, is are you familiar with uh, uh, Allie Owens? Um, I've heard of her. She's, uh, she's uh, another... Uh, Young lady driver from uh, from Florida. She's going to be starting uh, uh, working at, at at ARCA. She'll be at the Rockingham Speedway in the ARCA race this coming weekend. She's got a very good sponsor now. She's sponsored by Electrifying Careers, and uh, uh, so she'll be trying to make her mark in the ARCA race this weekend. And uh, um, about uh, you know about three years ago or so, I think she was probably in about the same position you are. Uh, but I must tell you that uh, in, in the last, uh, and you've probably heard this a lot, but in, in the last 10 years, I think what you've done um, is pretty uh, pretty impressive in comparison to, to, to some other folks. I mean, 
winning those kind of races at Five Flags is no small achievement, regardless of of whatever you know. And and at your your young age, you're doing pretty good. I'm sure you know that though. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just trying to get more experience and just going to race by race. What's it? What you do is just keep on racing. I mean, that's how you get that experience. And at 16, you've only gotten so much experience. And that's what people are always going to continue to tell you. And they're they're right. You know, I've been racing cars for many years, and every time I get back in the car, I tend to learn more or learn what I forgot. <laughs> what, what's it like? What's it like around that track? Take us around that track at at, uh, at Five Flags. What's it like? <laughs> it's my favorite racetrack. Like. You have to, if you run long races, you have to watch how you use your tires. You can't go out running fast or, like, full throttle or you'll be in all the way in the back at the end of the race. You'll be sliding around. It's really bad on tires, but I love the racetrack. So so when you finished this 100-lap race, what what condition, what was the, the tire wear like? Was, did you have much left? I, <laughs> I think I didn't have too much left. <laughs> After five laps to go, I... I was hustling and trying to make it to the finish. Yeah. Were, were they close behind you? Um, I think I was a half a straight away. They were half a half a straight away behind me. Oh, you just you just went out there and whipped them. <laughs> I don't know about that. Bill Pollard was really good, too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Car, what kind of car and motor combination do you got? Um, I have a Hamkey chassis and a Hamner motor. And what? Spec motor they run there? Um, yes, yeah. sir. And what are your well, plans? All right. Um, this young lady seems to uh, have her career set in front of her. Uh, yeah. And, and what are your plans for the future? Roush or anything? Yes, sir. You do? I, I know of him. I don't know him. I'm sure he's going to know you. Too. Go ahead, Steve. So wh- what are your plans for the future? What would you like to do in racing? CC, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I said, go ahead. I thought I heard you uh, asking or something. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, what are your plans for the future? What would you like to do racing-wise and career-wise? Well, I'm just going race by race because I'm only 16 and I can't do nothing until I'm 18. I'm just trying to get people to recognize me and go far as I can go. Mm-hmm. It, but but is there are other classes that you're interested? We recognized you. There's no doubt about that. And. Uh, Good luck with uh, the rest of the year, and um, like I said, we'll be keeping track just to see uh, how things go, and uh, know it's going to be a long season for you. Do you have a lot of races slated in front of you to run this year? Yeah, we have quite a bit. We're going to just run, try to run anywhere and everywhere with the pro late model and the super late model. Anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> yes, sir. You never know where Joanna Long is going to pop up. <laughs> Like I said, in two weeks, I'll be at Orange County. Have, have you raced at uh, Orange County before? Um, no, no, sir. This will be my first time. I'm yeah. pretty excited. It's a very nice racetrack, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, my crew chief just keeps on telling me he's, always, he's excited to take me there. Yeah, it's a very nice place. Are we talking about Rick Bristol's racetrack? No, no, we're talking about Orange County, North Carolina, Rougemont. It's out there uh, outside of Raleigh-Durham. Nice place. Oh, yeah. you're getting close to NASCAR land. <laughs> Yeah. You'll get you'll get noticed. That's a good deal. Joanna. Some races in North Carolina? Um, yes yes, sir. We have a quite a um bit in the summer. We're just trying to get summer around here so I can get out of school. So you I can got a website? More. Um, it's in they're making it right now. It's in process. What will it be called? Johannalong.net. 
All right. Okay, Jack. Anything else for Joanna Long? No, Jan, I I was just wondering what other classes, you know, are you interested in racing in over the next several years? Oh, I like love just to like if any anything. Like I love racing and I will like I well anything, like any racetrack, just anything that anyone would love. Okay, well, we really appreciate you making time to join us tonight yes, here on sir. Inside Florida Racing. Well, all right, Joanna. Um, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here on Inside Florida Racing tonight. And uh, we're going to be checking out to see just what happens to you the rest of the season. And uh, I hope you have good luck up there in uh, North Carolina in two weeks. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, bye-bye. Okay, thanks so much for uh, visiting with us. And, Rob, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Inside Florida Racing, and it is time for us to get a little dirty. Dave Westman is joining us. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing tonight? Doing well. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Well, what's going on over at Volusia? Well, we've had uh, quite a bit of good racing lately. Uh, good night on uh, on Saturday night. Of course, uh, like so many of the tracks, we had a big Easter egg hunt over there, and all the kids had a lot of fun, won a lot of stuff, and got a lot of candy, and and, uh, you know, probably weren't feeling too well by coming, you know, Sunday morning when they got <laughs> even more candy, but yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. But, uh, I had a great night, had, uh, had a, a great field of modified cars, uh, uh, 20 cars, uh, 
they're at the track. Eighteen of them were able to take the green flag. Um, Jamie Carter looked like he was well on his way to a second straight win, but uh, had some problems with his car. So uh, one of his uh, relatives, I can't—I think it's uh, an uncle or something like that anyway, but uh, Jimmy Carter, not the former president, but uh, <laughs> uh, the Jimmy Carter of modified racing fame, yeah. uh, took the win in his number 75. Uh, close one there over Jason Davis and uh, our buddy Tiny Green, uh, in his last modified race before undergoing some back surgery, uh, he came home third. Uh, Kent Corbin uh, was back in action uh, on Saturday night for the first time in quite a while and finished fourth. And uh, Cody Blair, a young man who's uh, made his uh, mark in the mini stocks around Central Florida, just recently purchased a dirt modified, just his second week out in the car, and they've made no changes to this car. He just jumped in it the way it was uh, from uh, uh, Charlie McNichol, who they bought it from. He ended up fifth in the field, so uh, really not that bad uh, at all. He even beat the guy that uh, that he bought the car from with finished tenth, so not too bad at all there. Uh, Sportsman came out uh, in uh, in big numbers again. I uh, had about uh, 24 of them at the racetrack, and uh, uh, this was one of those things that, you know, have you ever, ever been to a race where it seems like nobody wanted to win? And that mm-hmm. seemed to be the whole, the whole thing here in this uh, in this 25-lap race uh, before uh, Garrett Stewart finally ended up taking the win. The young driver uh, picked up actually the second win in a row. Had to, uh, a chance to, to meet him and his dad after the race. He's a real nice young fella, and uh, and we wish them all the luck in the year. And uh, uh, It took a little bit of luck to win that one. He probably he admitted to me he had probably about the fifth fastest car in the field, but he says, you know, fifth fastest car won on this particular Saturday night. Uh, Steve Shedd took second. Ken Hall Jr. was third. Aaron Barsness took fourth and Levi Cribbs fifth in the sportsman feature. The uh, street stock race was uh, something to behold. Uh, a lot of folks are familiar with uh, Shady Grady Christian. Uh, he's had the hot hand at a number of racetracks over the last year or so. Uh, been running real well at Ocala. Uh, has run real good at Putnam when he runs there. Grady had the lead in the race early in the going and uh, According to him, and I was watching the video, but according to him, he said he got a little love tap from Kevin Durden and got spun over in turn two. The track officials didn't see it that way, put, put him to the rear. And, folks, I tell you what, this was a tw- there were about, about 21 cars left on the track. He started 21st on the restart, passed everybody that was out there, and came back to win that race. An unbelievable driving performance by Grady Christian. Charlie McNichol took home the second spot. Kevin Durden ended up third. Steve Oldacre was fourth, and Steve Moores grabbed the fifth spot there in the street stock class. Hey Dave, four cylinder. Hey, hey Dave, you know we've had probably uh, I, I think we've had four or five emails just in the last couple of weeks um, suggesting we keep an eye on the Grady uh, for our driver of the month deal. So he, he's, I tell you what, he's uh, he's in the running along with that young kid that's running the late models, Dylan Wood. He's yeah, been real yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, there's a couple of them right there from the uh, the uh, Volusio Cala circuit that uh, that are going to going to bear watching because uh, I mean Grady does a fantastic job against a really stout field of competitors every week, and uh, what Dylan Wood did uh, at Volusia a couple of weeks ago just absolutely I had my mouth drop because uh, uh, for him to get up when you pass Mark Whitener you've done something 
and uh, the young fellow is doing a great job. So. Absolutely. Listen, man, I tell you what, we got there's something else I want to talk to you about tonight. And I know you want a couple. There's a couple other people you want to mention. So why don't you wrap those up real quick? Because I definitely we got about seven or eight minutes before we have to go to break for our carding segment. But there's something else I really need to talk to you about about the late model scene in Florida. So, okay. Well, we got just a couple of classes I want to mention. Our four cylinder challengers were back in action. Tony Laporta uh, won his fourth race in five weeks. Driving a Nissan, this fellow is like 62 years old, but uh, I tell you what, he is something else. He gets around the racetrack really good. Danny Lund was second, followed by Gilbert Espy, R.J. Glazer, and Casey Feaster. And in the Thunderstocks, Luke Sadler broke the uh, win streak of Scott Moores as he took the win over Scott, Robert Trunk, Richard Calms, and uh, James Sullivan the third. So uh, another great uh, week of action. We do want to remind all the folks that are going to be in that area, if you like sprint car racing, open wheel racing, actually, great night for you coming up this saturday with the top gun sprint cars we'll also have the uh, florida mini sprints in action and the open wheel modified uh, to go along with a big uh, 500 dollars to win mini stock race and the uh, four cylinder challengers and thunderstocks also in action this uh, saturday night so uh come on out and say hi and i'm putting my money on lasker i think it's time he's going to take one of them top gun deals but uh hey uh dave here's the deal man talk to robert hart today the uh of course, the uh, owner of Fast Car, New Smyrna Speedway, and, and Orlando Speed World, where you are the announcer, actually. Um, uh, and we talked to him about this uh, deal coming up. November the 21st is the, uh, the date of the 44th annual Florida Governor's Cup 200. And, uh, by the way, this year I believe we're going to be looking at a major, major figure as a uh, uh, grand marshal, but that is going to be the day. They got Obama to come? Of the first. <laughs> Don't give away the surprise yet. The, fir- <laughs> the, fir- the, f- the first annual late model reunion, and it will be the day of the Governor's Cup, and uh, I know that you and, and uh, uh, Marty Little and uh, several other people, of course, will be uh, Getting involved with that isn't that that's pretty cool. I think this is something that is long overdue. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. You know, we used to have um, uh, for I guess about three or four years running uh, the late Jerry Joslin uh, put on an old timers night at Orlando on Friday nights uh, on the night that we ran the Dick Joslin Memorial. You know, that was honoring his dad. And when Jerry passed away, uh, you know, a few of us tried to keep it going, but it's just so difficult. To get a hold of all these people, get them someplace at one particular time. I know uh, uh, Lou and Johnny White uh, put together a real big deal over in uh, in uh, Melbourne uh, for an O'Galley Speedway reunion, which of course got all the guys who ran that particular circuit with the old O'Galley Melbourne Orlando Raceway, uh, some of the old new Smyrna drivers and guys that ran down in Fort Pierce, the Fort Pierce tracks and Vero Beach, and that that was a pretty good deal, and. Uh, but uh, you know, nobody's really done something that like would bring all the guys together who ran all over the state of Florida. You know, not just asphalt drivers, but guys who ran on the dirt and everywhere else. You know, just to get everybody together. And uh, I think it would be fantastic. So many of the guys who uh, ran at the tracks around here uh, still live in the state of Florida. Many of them have moved to different areas. Buddy Griffin, of course, you know, was a big, a big. Uh, uh, top name driver down in the Miami area for many years, and then ended up, ended up moving uh, 
to the Carolinas and put together his radiator business up there, racing radiator business, and now is retired and living in New Smyrna. And uh, so, uh, and he's built a replica of his old 66 Chevelle he used to run at Hialeah. So that, that's really cool. So I know that car will be there. And uh, just so many of these guys that are still there, we just need to get the word out to everybody, anybody listening. And, you know, somebody knows somebody that used to race somewhere, tell them that, uh, what the date's going to be to come on out and get in touch have fun. With, get in touch with uh, Dave uh, through, uh, how, how do people get in touch with you? You have a website. The best way is just by uh, email, you know, uh, announcerdave at usa.net. That's all you have to do. Just let me know or let uh, Marty Little know at uh, Race History, that's uh, without an O, <laughs> at AOL.com. Or just get in touch with you at Karnak, and, um, you know, they'll let us know, okay, so that, uh, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, coordinate with the the folks over at uh, New Smyrna and, and you know, we want to get a big guest list to, together by, by really by around the middle of September. It would be really nice to know and have a guest list together and ready to go. We hope, we're hoping, D- Dave, Dave, we're actually hoping to have that uh, by the time of the Clyde Hart Memorial, which is in July the 2nd or 3rd, whatever it is this year. It's right there at the 4th of July that weekend. That's July 2nd, I believe. It's a Thursday. Yeah, it'll uh, be the Thursday. Then the Chrysler Ram at Speed World is going to be on the 3rd we'd like- the night before. So a little bit of a change-up this year for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think uh, we'd like to get something going, have a pretty good list of people, start contacting people right away. But I will tell you one thing we're going to do here on, uh, as we, I think I, I'm not sure if we spoke about this or not, but uh, beginning next week here on Inside Florida Racing, we um, begin our Legends of Florida Racing series where we have uh, a guest on uh, every week here on Inside Florida Racing. From uh, the distant past, stars of, of uh, yesterday, and um, I think that's going to be very exciting. That's going to be cool because those guys have stories uh, just beyond belief to tell oh, about yeah. the old you know, days. Every one of them has a bunch of stories. Uh, you know, if you could get old Freight Train Fenton on one night and start get him to start talking, you, you won't need anybody else on the show. You know, the guys, you know, these guys raced for you know a long time, and they raced against some of the you know really great. I mean. Uh, you know, here's a guy, just a local fellow with a local team towing a car in on a, you know, on a, you know, a single axle trailer and whatnot like that and goes out in the Florida Governor's Cup and passes Dick Trickle to take the win. Now that's, that's a real feather in your cap. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a guy right there. You've got a lot of guys that are still around. I mentioned Buddy Griffin, uh, Teddy LaFleur, who I met over at the, uh, uh, Marion Edwards Jr. Memorial last year and good to see him still around and, uh, you've got guys like Jimmy Crow. Oh, Jimmy Crow could tell you tales, you know, for a week. You could do a whole week for the programs with him. Uh, Ernie Bass, one of the top guys in the Orlando area, is uh, still around, still makes it to the track uh, every once in a while. Uh, and for you folks that have watched Sean Bass in action at the various tracks, and you know, Sean's been running a dirt track mini stock over at East Bay, uh, that's Sean's grandfather. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, all these guys, so many Dave Scarborough, you know, you've got guys like Dave Scarborough and Wayne Rudiman, you know, guys that used to run two classes at Gold Gate Speedway on Friday night and come back and run two more classes at Gold Gate Speedway on Saturday night. So, you know, these guys, these guys are real racers. Back in, back in the day when, uh, you, know, uh, you know, there wasn't no starting on the, you know, wanting to start on the pole and lead every lap. These guys like to start back 21st, 22nd and pass everybody and win. And uh, uh, just a lot of great stories. I think what, you, what you're doing there, 
that's going to be something for everybody to listen to because these are the guys that made racing what it is today. There you go. Thanks a lot, Dave, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Get uh, what's happened over. We'll get the results from that Top Gun. You'll get it uh, up close and personal what happens in the top, top Gun sprints over at Volusia this weekend. All righty. Talk to you then, man. All right, guys. Take You'll it easy. Wow. Okay. All right, Russ. What do you think of that, Rob? Every week we'll have one of these legends on. It's something we've been uh, looking at for a while. I think that's good. I think we can get a. Uh, we could probably get Dave Scarborough on. Sure enough. You know what's funny is the the guy who uh, used to own uh, Scarborough's car, Simmons. There, uh, he's right there next to where uh, my mother lives, where their property is. Right there, I see that car all the time when I go by there. Wonder if he has some kids or something that run. Cause Scarborough, does he race anymore? Dave? Yeah. No, no, Dave don't race. I wonder who's racing those cars now. Yeah. There's a car in there. I see a late model in there when I go by. I stop in there and ask him about it. We come. We're going to. We're going to take a trip over to uh, Coker Motorsports and talk to Darren Coker here in a few minutes. Yeah. For we, all you uh, folks out there that don't know who uh, Darren Coker is, well. We starting segment today. You will and in the second hour, we're going to lay one out there about what's about to happen with late models in Florida. There's going to be a big change coming down the pike in late models. You know about that, Rob. We're going to talk about that in the second hour. Be right back. Inside Florida Racing. Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Show the man Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. That's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
Hi, this is Inside Florida Racing, and uh, it is time for our karting segment. Rob, take it yes, away. Yes, another night of uh, karting, uh, another night of racing on our show tonight. Uh, we've got Darren Coker on the line with us tonight. How you doing, Darren? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, great to have you on the show here on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about... Uh, Darren Coker is? Well, I uh, just want to start out by saying thanks for having me on the show. And uh, I'm 23 from uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida here, and just been racing since the age of four. Started racing BMX bike, and then when I was uh, nine, ten, moved up to go-karts and ran uh, the FK, WK series for a while, and moved up to legend cars around uh, 2004 when I turned 18 and been doing that just about ever since. So you come from a racing family, correct? Yes, sir. My uh, father raced uh, unlimited hydroplanes back uh, before I was born. Unlimited hydroplanes? Yes, sir. The... Sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. He keeps trying to get me on the water, but I tell him he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I never really liked the water too much, but I mean, it's fun, but it does seem to be dangerous, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks a little safer to watch on TV than it is to actually do it, I guess. So, um, you and your father uh, are, are in business. You guys got a, a racing, uh, build racing motors, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Um, my dad does most of the engine work, and I'm kind of the chassis test setup pilot. guy. Yeah, and, and test pilot. And test pilot, yeah. I get all the experimental stuff. So, But it seems to work out pretty good that way. We... Uh, when we started racing go-karts and moved to dirt full-time, uh, we found it better that when he was building engines and he didn't really know a lot about setup, um, he kind of urged me to learn about it, and uh, here we are ever since, and it worked out pretty good. We started to get a customer base, and usually when you when we sell an engine or we start helping people out of the racetrack, that's you get both worlds. You get the engine help and you get the chassis help, and it it works out really well for us. Yeah. Now, um, uh, you run. Uh, you said that you uh, you run some legend cars before. Yes, sir. Uh, been running ever since 2004, and uh, our racing kind of dwindled back the last couple of years. But um, uh, two years ago, we. We ran every race you pretty much run in the state of Florida, and we were uh, real competitive. We're in, we're in the top five, I guess, in the cars you would call in the state of Florida. So it's a pretty good honor, I guess. You've run in uh, North Carolina at Lowe's before? Yes, yes sir. We uh, we ran the uh, Summer Shootout Series one year and had mediocre you know, uh, results for that. It's kind of a whole different kind of racing up north. So now, um, what I think is uh, really uh, getting more and more popular uh, is this uh, Champ Car Series. Uh, are you running around and running in that DeSoto Champ Car Series? Um, we actually plan on running the four Triple Crown races on that DeSoto Champ Car Series, uh, the first race being this weekend at Citrus County. And right. Where are the rest of them at? Uh, the second one is at Auburndale Speedway on June 6th. Uh, following that, there's Charlotte County Speedway on October 31st, Halloween weekend. 
and then the season finale at Orlando Speed World. What do these races consist of? Uh, they consist, uh, they're 25 lap features. Right. I, I really don't know what to expect. This is going to be my first race with the series. Um, I've watched a couple races on YouTube, and I watched one at Charlotte County Motorsports Park for in February was the first race I'd ever seen in person. And I expect it's going to be a pretty good pretty good show. <laughs> what did so. you think about him when you saw him run the first time on the big track? I mean, at Charlotte. Uh, I watched the YouTube videos, and I kind of had an idea of what to expect. But when I saw it in person, it just blew my mind. It was one of the most impressive shows I've seen in the state of Florida in a while. It really is an impressive class when when you get a bunch of them um, out there. You guys uh, running 25 or so, you know, and it really gives the folks a real idea of of, of what uh, drafting is all about, you know. And I've rant and raved about them before, so I'm not going to go into a dissertation <laughs> about it. But um, definitely, so you got involved in it now, um, and you're going to run this uh, four race series. Yes, sir. We uh, kind of just worked out how I just word of mouth about the the series and how this series was just taking Florida by storm and I actually heard it through a bunch of old friends of mine like uh, Dustin Chisholm and just old old go-kart racers that we all moved up and moved past go-karts and then everybody heard about this DeSoto Champ Kart series and everybody was talking about how much fun it was so we all just started getting champ karts and going out to have a good time our um let me ask you this: uh, In this four race series, these races—is these money races? Are they money races? I, I believe they pay back. I'm pretty sure they pay back. Uh, like I said, this is going to be my first uh, first dance, so hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> so, um, have you raced with Chad Dawkin before? Uh, no, sir. No. No, sir. <laughs> You'll probably get a chance to run against him. I'm sure. Uh, and. Heard a lot about him, so I can't wait to meet him. No, I'm, I, I think uh, he's, he's he's a good guy. You know, we've had him on the show before, and I've raced with him, you know, years ago. And uh, um, I think all you guys together make will make you know even more um, of a better show. You right. Know, they've got like Troy DeCare running in it. Um, he's a wing sprint car champion. Um, Right. There's going to be a lot of people there. Right. and going to be a lot of people there. Uh, Chase Fitzgerald's going to be there. Right. What's, uh, what's good about that is is back when, like, Dustin and Troy and myself were all running go-karts for WKA championships and FKA championships, we ran against each other, and we were able to watch, like, Tara Henderson and uh, younger racers like that coming up through, and it's going to be kind of cool. You get kind of the old school versus the new school and I think it's going to be a, a wild race uh, to say the least <laughs> okay and that uh, go over it again that's the uh, third annual triple crown series that starts this Saturday night at Citrus County Speedway um, for race series um, hope you can be the champion I bet you're <laughs> excited huh yeah um, I'm I telling a lot of people I've been really excited about going to races before but I don't I can't remember last time I was this excited about going to a race <laughs> it's, it's got yeah, a make lot sure of... you go over everything real good because <laughs> it's going to be a heck of a race <laughs> yeah we're putting lock nuts and everything on everything 
Do you know if there's a website for uh, the DeSoto Champ Car Series? There is. It's uh, www.desotochampcarseries.com. That was easy enough. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, what's in uh, what's in store for you? What, what what are you looking to do? How old are you? I'm 23. Recently turned 23. Now, I know this karting uh, is is more than like I said, just racing for you. It's also a business. Are you going to continue to stay in uh, in karting, or are you looking to, you know, venture off into car racing or anything? Well, I'm I'm really looking to venture off wherever I can go and be competitive and you know, maintain, you know, enjoying the fun and racing. But uh, on off weekends when we're not going to run the Legends car, we'll probably be at the local go-kart track, which is Martin County Carway, and just be up there helping customers or just up there having a good time helping everybody out. Martin County Carway. Yes, sir. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's It's been around for, wow, I'd probably say 15 years that I can remember, and it started out as a little dirt track, a little eighth-mile dirt track, and then they paved it. And they they used to get a really good car turnout a lot of years ago. I mean, I was probably 10, 11, and it kind of dwindled off, and FK and all the dirt shoes just became real popular. And Mark Breyer has become the director, I, I believe, of it this year, and he's got he's got a lot of things rolling for it there. They're getting a new fence put in. Uh, Shelter Motorsports helped repave it. And the track's really, really nice. Uh, it's good to see it nice, and the car counts keep building every week. So look forward to running there mostly. Now, are they going to get involved and run any of these Soto, uh, I mean, not Soto Champ Carts, but uh, they run a Champ Cart class there? Uh, yes, they run. They currently run, I believe, just about every class you can go to a state race or national and run a uh they have the classes for the little kids, the junior sportsman classes, and they have the, the stock lights and whatnot. They don't really have a lot of the adult classes. Um, it seems to be the champ cart class is really popular, and then you go to the kids. There's a lot of kids' classes there, and then that new box stock class is really popular. Well, all right, uh, Darren, you got some sponsors that you want to thank? <laughs> yes, sir. Um First, I'd like to thank Bill and Norma Clinky. They've uh, helped me out through my whole racing career, and without them, I don't think I'd be where I'm at. Um, Legend Cars of Southwest Florida, Kevin and Josh Williams. Uh, JA Race Cars out of Orlando. Uh, my mom and dad, of course. And Champion Well and Pump. Midnight Moon Moonshine. Hilton. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yes, sir. Midnight Moon Moonshine. What's yes. going on there? Uh, it's uh, a good friend of ours, Harold Champion, the Champion Well and Pump. He's good friends with the owner of Midnight Moon, and I, I believe we have a deal worked out with them. Not really sure on the basics of it, but they've agreed to help us out a little bit or at least have us put the sticker on the car. Is it a liquor company? Is it a liquor? What is it? It's uh, Junior Johnson's uh, Moonshine Company. <laughs> So they deliver it in the back of an old Winston Cup car, old 1930s, uh, <laughs> no, 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 but it, it goes good with the the Legends car. We got the 34 Ford Coupe body on it, so we sit out there with a couple crates of moonshine, and it looks legit. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, are you listening to this? Oh, yeah, I'm listening to it. <laughs> 
got me thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to bring a bottle out to you guys one time. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely would lo- love to have one. Uh, <laughs> um, see if we can get one signed for you. Only in America. Yeah, get one next time you're out there at Bobby Deal's place. Uh, just take one there and uh, leave <laughs> it there for uh, Bonehead Jack. All right. Um, uh, listen, Darren, it's, it's been really great having you on, and, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on the show, and, uh, you know, you, you're a real good um, part for the sport, there's no doubt, because uh, you're sticking to it, you know, helping people out there, too, you know. Um, I know what carding's all about, you know, and it's all about helping out the other guy, and uh, it's great to see that you guys are uh, helping uh, different customers out there stay involved in it, because... I know it can be tough. You know, you guys build these motors, take care of these customers, and uh, they continue to race. You know, there's nothing yeah. worse than uh, these guys that get discouraged and then they just put their stuff away. So that's what it's all about is going out and having a good time. And if if you're out there and stuff's breaking all the time and nobody's wanting to help you, there's no fun in that. And we try to make it fun for everybody. So even if you're not, even if the way we put it, even if you don't have a coker sticker on your engine, uh, we're still willing to help you. So keep it fun for everybody that's what it's all about sorry about that no doubt um well i appreciate it darren uh um, we'll talk to you again sometime all right thank you for having me on the show all right hey uh, how do you get a hold of cre racing engines coker racing engines um you could contact us through my website darrencoker.com or you could give us a call i don't know if you want me to leave a phone number <laughs> yeah uh area code 561 uh 282-7040 there you have it, folks. Darren Coker with uh, Coker Racing Engines. I appreciate it, Darren. Thanks for being on Inside Florida Race. Thank you. All right. Uh, Cece, you want to take care of our uh, carding news? Well, actually, 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 um, due to a... Um, I have it if you don't... No, you go right ahead, Rob. Yeah, because I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I can do it. I'm just going to let uh, Cece do it because her voice is so much better than mine. When you get Flat- up to me like Flattery that. Flattery will get you everywhere, Rob. Okay, well, we talked about the Soto Champ Series. Just check out Champ Park Series. Uh, check out their website, SotoChampParkSeries.com, or you can go to SitchesCountySpeedway.com. Check out it this Saturday night. Uh, during the stock car races, you can see the, uh, uh, the Soto Champ Park Series run. Uh, the Florida Champ Park League held its second annual race in history on Saturday at Dirt Devil Speedway for a complete listing of the seven class winners. Uh, you can visit ChampCartLeague.com. Uh, Jason Delaney of Cape Coral won the CCMP Pro Drafting Cart Race this past Saturday night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Uh, second was uh, J.T. Corden, and third was Kelly Burns. Uh, I want to thank Mike Portman for all the work and helping us with our guests in the karting segment. And that's it. Well, okay, so we have some upcoming races um, uh, we wanted to mention, too. Um, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series uh, – Goes to Alabama this coming weekend. Two stops, one in Penton Speedway in uh, Lafayette, uh, Louisiana, and uh, one at uh, East Alabama Motor Speedway, right up the road from from Penton Speedway. And that's this Friday the 17th and 18th, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. We'll see if Mark Whitener comes out of that with a points lead. He has a very slim slim lead right now over uh, freight train uh, Johnny Johnny Collins. Charlotte County Motorsports Park has a huge monster 
truck three-day mm-hmm. show. Monster truck show. And, and combined with uh, stock car racing, they kinda, they've, they've been doing that down at that track for a long, long time. Now, that, the stock car racing will be Sunday, right? No, it's all three days. All three they're, days? They're oh, mixing okay. it up, from my understanding. The schedule's on their website, I, I believe. Um, but they're mixing it up and doing it a little different than they normally do. Of course, at Volusia, the Top Gun sprints return to action at Volusia Speedway, as Dave Westerman uh, alluded to earlier. The uh, checkered flag uh, sprint series returns to Citrus County on the 25th. They were there last year, and this will be their first trip back there in 2009. Um, on the 23rd of this month, Real Racing USA Live, Rick Angie's, Bill Green and myself, we're going over to East Bay Raceway Park for our, our monthly uh, trip over there, and we were talking to some people today about um, we'll have the guest list for that out uh, here in a, in a few days. Um, we're going to talk about late models, but before we do that, Rob, i got a couple things I want to say. First of all, I want to make it very clear that regardless of what you hear from whoever, this radio deal, Inside Florida Racing, Real Racing USA, is not affiliated in any way with any one particular track any more than it is affiliated with any other track. And um, Really, know, because no tracks pay us. This show is, is sponsored completely, 100%, by Karnak.com, and I'm not affiliated with any track any more than I am any other track. You know, there's one particular track who doesn't want my presence, and they won't get my presence. And I think anybody who uh, who wants to know more about that can call me on my cell phone number, and I'll explain it all. It's 941-228. Let me get that number. Hold. <laughs> 941-228-8359. I'll be glad to explain that to you in more detail if you have a question about it. There has also been rumors flying around that uh, Don Ream, one of the most respected men in, in sprint car racing, uh, was uh, run out of the TBARA for all kinds of various and sordid reasons attributed to that, none of which is true. None of it is true that Don Ream was, was in cahoots with Bobby Deal to pay drivers to come to his races so they wouldn't go to TBRA races. None of that is, it's all complete nonsense. They had three sprint car races on asphalt this past uh, uh, weekend, and one was at Charlotte, one was at DeSoto, and one was at Auburndale. And if these boneheads could get together and get their no, egos out of the way. Oh, excuse me, these knuckleheads could get their, their, you know, their heads out of the way and, and get together, you could end up having a pretty big show at all of these tracks. But no, you got to keep your egos in the way and keep fighting it. I don't know yeah. why you got to do that, but if you want to keep doing it, that's fine, and you can still keep having. You know, I think TBRA had 18 cars. I think they had 18 cars at DeSoto. That's that's not bad in this economy, but it would have been a whole lot better if we had didn't have these conflicting shows. But I tell you, I know personally that Don Ream did not change his schedule to conflict with the TBRA. How do I know that? Because I put the schedule up on his website myself, and it hasn't changed since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually put up prior to the beginning of the year. Um, I must say, Rob, that it's one thing when you have um, knuckleheads, we'll use that term, um, 
go on message boards and post things that aren't true and rumors that aren't true and things like that that just aren't true in order to stir up things. It's one thing, and it's understandable when it's a driver's wife who's still got emotion flowing from the from the Saturday night when her husband got a bad call or whatever. Um, it's one thing when a when a crew member from from a a, a, a driver's team is is upset and, and and goes on a message board and and vents and and and, and maybe says some things he, he has to regret later or maybe not. And it's one thing for a driver to do that. But when you have track owners going on to on to message boards and and spewing out lies, untruths, distortions. And just basically putting posts on to stir up discontent inside the racing community, it is pitiful. And that's about the nicest way that I could say that. And it's not cool when they carry it off the and, message And boards. when it goes beyond that, instead of a track owner spending his time trying to put people in his seats, which are lonely these days at the particular track I'm talking about, or putting cars in his Pits, which is getting even lonelier these days, and instead of doing that, instead of spending the time going out in the community and promoting your racetrack and promoting the good things that racing can bring to the community, instead of doing that, calling up and harassing vendors and other um, people involved in other racetracks in order to steer up trouble and discontent, it is pitiful, it's not welcomed in this community, and hopefully in the very near future it will be exercised and we will be rid of this kind of nonsense. And that's all I have to say on the subject.
صحت Let's see, Tess, that's Fleetwood Mac on Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone, and we have our next guest all ready to go. Please welcome to Inside Florida Racing, J.D. Corden. Good evening, J.D. Rob, are you there? Okay, we're just having a few technical difficulties. We're going to get these... We're going to get these straightened out, and um, as I as I have a moment to myself, I just want to go ahead and let you all know about the good folks at Fancy Work Embroidery. Now, Fancy Work Embroidery is owned by Casey Mays, and the Mays is a racing family here in Southwest yeah, Florida, and they just make the best promotional items that you would want for your race team, or maybe you're looking for some uh, crew shirts, you need some nice... Uh, Staff shirts, well, Fancy Work Embroidery can help you with that. Fancy Work Embroidery makes the uh, Inside Florida Racing staff shirts as well as jackets and hats for um, Kicks Country 92.9. They also make some T-shirts for Kicks Country. And So if you're in need of some T-shirts or hats or some other kinds of promotional items, just go to FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. J.D.'s made it twice now. This will be his second trip down... uh, the Real Race in USA lane this week. He was really on, yeah. He was a guest on uh, Charlotte Thunder on uh, okay Friday night. He's back Wonderful. now. We well, got we have him. welcome to the show, JD. JD, you there? Oh uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and, uh, not only that, you guys. Uh, we just got done talking about him here. He was on the finishing order of uh, one of the races at CCMP. Uh, how you doing, JD? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, guys. How about you? Doing great. Uh, you raced uh, a few different things. Uh, the Legends is what we're going to be talking to you about right now. Talk to us about that. Legends cars. I don't race Legends cars. He don't race Legends cars, man. That was that was just me typing that in because... Yeah, he, I thought he raced the Soto Champ cars. Yeah, he does. But you know what, Rob? This is, this is one of the reasons we wanted to have J.D. on. You know, there's always this talk about uh, whether race car drivers are athletes or not. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to J.D. the other day, and, and this sort of came up, and... JD's a football player, man. He's a real deal football player in high school, and he has designs as much on uh, that career as as he does in racing. And uh, he's got some. He can answer all those questions about the whether uh, how much of an athlete you have to be to be a race car driver. Talk to us about it, JD. What position you play? I uh, I'm a defensive tackle, and um, you know it's pretty fun. I think that it. Racers better be considered athletes. But, you know, you were saying earlier that I do play both, and it, I train as much for racing as I do for football. I mean, because last year I raced at the track, and I didn't do very well because I was out of shape. This year, I made sure I was in shape for that race, and I ended up winning the race. And, you know, if you don't do that for football, which is an athletic sport, you get beaten that, too. How old are you? I am 15. 15, so you're still in high school. Now, seems that I see your name and announce your name during my karting segment quite a bit. You, you must be racing around uh, quite a bit in your kart. Um, yeah, I raced at, I think, five different tracks this year. You got the Orlando Speed World, Charlotte County, DeSoto, uh, Auburndale, and uh, Citrus. And all those tracks are in the schedule. I think we raced at... Um, Orlando once this year. I've never been there. So uh, if I go there and I can do well this year, 
I'll be pretty happy about that. But um, okay. I race. I think we raced at Desoto five times, Charlotte five times, Citrus and Auburndale five times. So yeah, I guess you could say I get around. Yeah, you know, and they've got this okay. Triple Crown coming. You excited about that? Um, I've been looking forward to this Triple Crown race for maybe a month because there's, there's going to be a lot of big-name drivers there. I mean, you got Chase Fitzgerald, Terry Henderson, Romeo Venta, you know, a lot of top dogs. Like, you know, you got Dustin Chisholm's going to show up. Uh, Troy DeCare's going to show up. Guys that excel in other racing divisions. And to race against those guys, it's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, you can finish well in this race. You you're pretty psyched because you're racing against top dogs from other big name divisions like Timmy Moore, Dustin, like all the guys I just named. And um, just racing against those guys is so much fun because they're so good at what they do. Yeah, we just might have the winner on the show next week, unless it's you, because we just had you on now. That would be kind of redundant. What? No, nah, it would be okay. I wouldn't mind coming back, especially <laughs> for that reason. Well, you know, you might get the bump. You know, a lot of guys that uh, come on the show, they end up winning the next time they race. I, I was on your show last Friday. Ended up second. It, it's close enough. Yeah, sometimes it's only second that we get him. We had Ryan Hunter Ray on, and the best we could do for him was second at St. Pete. <laughs> second ain't half bad. You know, the whole, you ain't first your last thing, that's not right. Second is just as good. Silver's not bad at all. So, um... Uh, I really dig the DeSoto Champ Cart Series. We we talked about it uh, earlier and uh, got Jack to go check them out a couple times. He's seen you guys run a couple times. Uh, as a guy that races in it, what what's some of your favorite points of uh, racing the Champ Carts and the aspect that they're doing them here at the Stock Car Track? Um, I, the best part is the draft. I mean, these tracks, compared to the carts, they're like Daytona or Talladega or Pocono. I mean, the draft plays probably the biggest role i mean you get three or four carts in a line you're going 50 60 70 mile an hour at some tracks and it's just amazing that the skill of the cart and how fast you're going i mean if you bump the speed if you multiply it we're about what maybe a fifth the size of a lay model but we're going maybe half the speed so i mean the speed to size ratio is amazing that you can get in these carts that's probably the best thing i like about racing in the series now, do you have aspirations of uh, uh, racing cars in the future? Is that why you're running around in circles? Um, yeah, I want to race an open wheel. That's just been something I want to do. My dad raced a uh, super late model, and when he started racing that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I want to race something like that. But uh, since I got in champ carts, the open wheel is a lot more safer. And people, you know, they race smarter, and there's big money in it. And uh, I just I want to race an open wheel because I think the people in it are, are smarter and they're a lot cooler looking, too. The people or the cars? The cars are <laughs> cool looking. Just the people hey, in the uh, too. Don't so get you're, talking about, you're talking about sprint cars? No, uh, open wheel modified. Modified? Yeah. Okay, because I thought you were talking about that uh, open wheel sprint cars were uh, less dangerous than a late model. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never gone through a flip like I've seen some of those... Uh, Sprint cars go, but uh, yeah, modified. So um, you're gonna run asphalt modified? Um, if you know, if I can continue doing good, you know, my dad decides he wants to buy me one. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to stepping into next. It just seems like a lot of fun. School you go to? I go to uh, Riverdale High School, the home of the Raiders. Woohoo! 
Well, you know, you got to get that in there. A coach would be mad at you if you didn't. Uh, what's coach think about your racing? Um, well, coach this year says it's pretty dumb because I can get hurt doing that, but I can also get hurt playing football. <laughs> but, you know, just ruined his chance for a scholarship, but I enjoy it. I mean, it's been safe pretty much, you know. Champ Guard's got a roll cage, five-point harness. You're in there pretty secure, so if you get hurt in those, you messed up pretty big. I don't think anybody's been killed in them this year. So you're, um, you're okay. I don't even think anybody's been hurt this year. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazingly safe uh, safe series, you know. Even though they're running on uh, these stock car tracks, I've, I've seen them uh, get tangled into the wall a little. They, they seem to stop really fast. It's a good thing about Hey, you know, Rob, uh, we're going to be talking in a few minutes to uh, Larry McMillan, uh, the oldest, uh, long, the longest-running uh, announcer in Florida right now. Um, and uh, he's, of course, at Citrus County. And you guys are going to be going to Citrus County here pretty quick for a like a beginning of a Triple Crown deal or something? Yeah, that's next week. And like I was saying earlier, it's one of the biggest races of the season. You know, if you don't do good, Triple Crown consists of four races with one drop. So you have to do good every week, and that's why this week is so important to do well there. All right. Shouldn't it be the quadruple crown? Well, that's we know that's what I was trying to figure out, but I guess since you get one drop, you uh, oh. yeah, you, I don't know. Three races counts. What happens if a guy wins all four? Anything special? If a guy wins all four, he's probably going to get torn down that last day. Because <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of big competition. At those races, if you went all four, you know, I mean, Chase Fitzgerald did well. I think he won two out of four last year, and then his teammate Terry Henderson won one. So, is Benny Crawford the tech man for uh, the DeSoto Champ Car Series? Um, the tech man kind of varies. It goes from Pete Portman, Mike Portman's dad, or Dave Barber, or Benny Crawford steps in sometimes. But We uh, had him I'm, on the show last week. He's a good guy. I like Benny Crawford. Yeah, he was one of my, my, one of my mentors uh, when I started racing years ago. Yeah. He is a good guy. He's got a lot of good information in him. Yeah. He can tell you how to. Well, he's good. Got a lot of information. Hey, you know what that means? I, I, hear, I hear Pink Floyd. Okay. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, you can. As soon as there's, there's another important guy I need to mention before you know I, I step off. Danny Capano. You know, he's he's one of the greatest guys ever. He puts a lot of money into the series. He's the greatest supporter of the series, and he's a really nice guy. He puts on dinner after the races for all the drivers. I just thought I'd throw his name in What's there. What's his name? Danny Scapano. He's with PBS Sales and Services. I'll have to look him up next time when I'm racing to try to get some dinner out of him. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. My bad. <laughs> all right, J.D., listen, I appreciate it. Thanks for being on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, we'll talk to you again, I'm sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take it easy, uh... Okay. Okay. Hey, Rob. Yeah. So, uh, talk to Mike Bresnahan. I know he mentioned that he had spoken to you about this, but uh, Citrus County Speedway is going to treaded tires mm. for their late models. Yeah. And that's a Our good late model. That's going to even things up, I think, quite a bit. And uh, hopefully, that's something that catches on because that will that will. Uh, well, you tell me in a, in in two minutes. Tell us what we got. We got definitely got to talk here to. Uh, uh, Larry McMillan, just in a couple of minutes, but uh, tell us what we'll you get, think. We'll get his view on it, too. As a driver, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it's a good thing, I think, for uh, trying to get people an affordable, you know, uh, alternative 
to uh, trying to even cars up, you know, whether the guy's got a good motor or not. Put a treaded tire on there, I think it's going to, you know, make you have to gear it to where you're not going to, in order to get it off the corner, you know, and not spin the tire, you're going to have to gear it properly. And uh, Will it slow down the racing? I think it might a little. Will, will the fans notice it? No. Will the driver notice it? I don't think so. I half think a second, like on a track, like say uh, a quarter, a three-eighths mile track, what, a, a half a second maybe? I, a half a second? I, I don't know. I mean, if you take, uh, you know, take Mike Bresnahan, stick him in the car out there and put him on the good tires and put the treaded tires on there and see what he does. I mean, if anybody can get around there, he can. Uh, it's not going to be that big a deal, like I said. The most important thing is it's going to make it more competitive for everybody. Absolutely. So whether the driver notices it or not, it's hard to drive these late models lap after lap anyways. It, when you're in the grandstands, everybody thinks, oh, it's so easy to drive them. They're a mess most of the time out there. You get them right for a couple laps, and then they're not right. At least the consistency of this treaded tire, because it's going to be a little harder, I think, uh, will be better. So. We'll talk. To, we'll talk to Mike next week. Uh, we arranged already that he'll be on uh, next week to talk, and they got some talk with us. And they they have some 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 big events. Uh, a, a big event coming up in early May at Citrus Slate Models, um, uh, and they're going to have some big late model events at Citrus this year. And uh, Mike has uh, kind of been put put in charge of the of the program there, is the way I got it, and uh, and uh, I think that's a good thing. I think it is, and he's doing a valiant job in calling around. Uh, you know, I, I talk about it when Bobby Deal does it. I'll talk about it since Mike's doing it. You know, that's that's how you get racers involved at your racetrack. You have to get involved yourself. And, you know, Jack will tell you, he's a test to it, and Bobby Deal's a test to it. You have to get off of your ass, okay, if you want your place to be successful. Well, and Rex Guy, too. Rex Guy's out there working very hard to put... Uh... You know, I mean, he really is. He's and 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 Auburndale. Um, I don't think they're quite getting quite the crowds uh, that Charlotte is, but it's they're doing very good. I um, we've been getting very good reports on their crowds, and I and I think, uh, you know, that's you're right. I mean, uh, you know, fast car right this very minute. Those guys are having a meeting right this very minute, working on what they can do to put more people in their grandstands. You know, I mean, so there are people out there. Uh, Doing it, Bobby does it a little more visibly, I suppose, than uh, than others, and that's neither a good thing, bad thing, or whatever. It's just People what it is. can say what they want, but you know what? At least you know when the race is, yeah. and who's the prospective people that are going to be there, and what exactly is going yeah. on. And and he's a track owner that's taking the time to do that. I'd like to see other track owners doing the same thing on the message board, blowing the message board up all the time, and that way you know what's going on. I will say something about saying Aron at uh, Columbia Motorsports Park up there in Lake City. One of my favorite asphalt tracks when I was racing cars sure in the Pro Series. They love to go race there. Uh, they're running um, their late model race, you know, trying to get people there. Paying 2000 to win, um, no entry fee, free parking, free camping, free practice, you know, trying to get people to come there. Bobby stepped in. He sees that they're having issues getting cars. Bobby jumps in here and says, hey, We'll let your Bobby Bucks be used there. So you guys got some Bobby Bucks because you've been racing at Bobby's track and you've heard them somehow or another. You can use them up there at Columbia Motorsports Park. And I think that the owners working together um, more, Jack will come up with an alternative or the right answer for what to do with the late model series because 
I really think it's important for all of them to come aboard and say, hey, we need to make a difference, okay? We need to make a change, especially the ones that are going to run a 35 or a 40-lap deal or something like that or a 50-lap deal. You know, will these work in a 100-lap race? They sure will. They'll last the whole race, and you'll probably still get to race them, you know, later on. But Well, it certainly is. It's beginning to work pretty good with the modifieds. As a matter of fact, on the 24th and 25th, we wanted to get Tim Quick uh, uh, from uh, Above It All Roofing, uh, who is the sponsor of the modified race at Bronson on the 24th and 25th, paying 3000 to win. We couldn't, uh, weren't able to hook up with Tim this week. We will try again uh, to, to do that for next week. But, uh, Rob, we're going to have to take a break because we've got to talk to the man from, uh, man, the man with the microphone at uh, Citrus County. We'll be right back. He's a legend. Absolutely. And we're back. It's Inside Florida Racing. And, Rob, who do you have on the line there with you? you got Mr. Larry Millen from uh, Citrus County Speedway, a legend. Uh, been announcing and uh, writing stories for many years. Lots of years. Lots of years. <laughs> More than I can count. Yeah, he's seen Bonehead come and go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably one of them. So uh, what's happening? Well, of course, we're keeping our things going here at Citrus County Speedway and uh, enjoying it. And, of course, we had a big uh, race last week that kind of fell apart a little bit. But nonetheless, we've got quite a car count that's been coming in very steadily. And we're quite happy with that. I've been hey, Larry. hey, Larry, we've gotten over the uh, 55-lap, 100-lapper. Yeah, we had Mike on earlier. Green has. Yeah, we had we had Mike uh, Mike Lawhorn, the winner, on earlier in the show, Larry, and uh, uh, even though it was short and beard, he can be. Yeah, he's happy. He didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, not at all. Any questions that you might have for me, throw them at me. Well, well, Bill Green was just still upset. That's what I was telling you. He hadn't got over it yet. 
So well, I'm sorry to hear that. What what he was here he's just pulling your leg, Larry. What what did you think of the race? Give us your your uh, view of the whole deal. Well, I thought the race went pretty well, except we had so darn many cautions there in the first 50 laps. And then when we got to the point of uh, the 50-lap break, getting back on it, we had a caution flag just about every lap from there on to 55. And uh, time consumption was the big situation. We have an 11 o'clock curfew at Citrus County Speedway, which they enforce very, very strictly. And uh, we even had to leave one of our uh, rookie divisions completely out of the show last week because of the extensive time period that we took. These guys are professionals, in my opinion. We had probably the best mini-stock drivers in the state come in to put on a good show, and unfortunately it was uh, trying to win it in the first five or ten laps, and they had plenty of time to get up through that traffic. Some of the heavy hitters who started in the middle of the field like Robbie, he started uh, 18th. He was a fast qualifier. Right beside him was Clint Foley. Clint Foley got the uh, hard charger award out of it because he got sent back to the rear and came all the way back through that traffic and still wound up fourth. All right, that's that answered a question. That answered a question. Uh, we've been trying to find out uh, today who who exactly was the hard charger, and that's uh, that's good. Larry, let me ask you. Um, when did you start announcing, and and where, how long? I mean, like, where did you start, and 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 how long have you been announcing? And and what? Tell us a little bit about your career. Well, I started running my mouth in 1935 on Thanksgiving Day when my mother had a bowl of soup for lunch and a turkey for dinner. I happened to be the turkey, and uh, I came up uh, in. Uh, Pinellas County, and I was in the service at the time, went into a little bit of part-time radio work, and the Lions Club Speedway, Largo Lions Club, put together some micro midgets on dirt tracks down there, and Harry and Steve Campbell and their dad, Louie, all raced with us down there, and the guy who did the uh, comic strip uh, from uh, Leesburg, he raced with us, and uh, that's where it really got started. It was a little old eight-mile dirt track down there in Largo. And in 1960, I went to work with uh, Sunshine Speedway. And on and off through my military career, I was stationed at McDill. I worked at, uh, at Sunshine Speedway and went on from there. And I worked there until 1986. And, of course, I was with Dan Jones and Leo Musgrave when the, they were putting it all together, Jack Donahay, way back in the beginning. And I was doing the Junkers on Friday nights. And uh, I don't know, for those of you who were in Pinellas County and from Sunshine Speedway, go way back and remember uh, Captain Mack on Channel 38 in St. Petersburg. And uh, he was doing the Saturday night races. And then... Later on, I followed Gordon Stoley into the Friday night races, and he went on over to East Bay when it opened and, of course, into the wrestling situation. That's where it all really got started. And since then, I've probably announced at 13 different racetracks here in Florida, so it's been about 52 years on and off. Wow. So uh, what are... 
I mean, my goodness, you must have the stories that you can tell, the things you've seen. Well, I've seen a lot. I was the first announcer they had at DeSoto Speedway. And when they opened up, uh, Stan and Gene put it all together, and uh, we were racing on Friday nights and Sunday afternoons there, and I was doing sunshine on Saturday. So that was a very busy period of time for me. And when we uh, really got to doing a lot of figure eight racing at Sunshine Speedway, my uh, probably most prominent situation there was when I hung out that three-cup bra that I'm still trying to find the owner of when we were waving at the figure eight cars when they got started. (laughs) It was made by Omar the tent maker, and I still wanted to see who fit this three-cup bra. It's more or less a lost and pound thing. Jack Noser. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> oh, boy, Jack. Well, it has changed, you know. It, it, it has changed. Uh, how, what is your perception of, uh, um, I mean, this sport, I, I, I imagine I've only been involved in it about 15 years, and, and I've seen some cycles already. I, I suppose it goes in... in in cycles and and things are always changing but how do you see it now we're we're put put this into perspective where we are today with the short track racing well i think the economy certainly has had a great deal to do with it and uh it's like anything else in racing money seems to buy speed and uh we kind of price ourselves out of the market now every new division that i've seen over these 52 years has kind of put themselves out of business because they're trying to make it faster and it's costing more to do that. And when you get into the tire situation and you come up with twenty-five dollars and $30,000 motors, how in the world can you keep up with that? And you can't make a living at it unless you have a great deal of sponsorship. And the sponsors are kind of backing off now because they're not getting the business they need to keep up with this sort of thing. And it's a shame to see it happening. And we, over the even the past 15 years, have seen so many racetracks just fold because the property is more valuable as a shopping center or a flea market or condominiums, and uh, we have just outgrown ourselves, I guess. Yeah. So uh, you you mentioned the tires there. We were just uh, talking about that. That uh, we talked to Mike Bresnahan on Saturday, and he's going to be on with us next week to go into more detail about the program at Citrus. But he was talking about, with of course, the the, the track's decision to go to treaded tires on the late models. Do you think that'll help? Well, uh, I think expense-wise, it might. I don't know whether it's going to give them any more longevity as far as using up tires and probably will drop the speed somewhat. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that uh, technically aware of how the tire affects them. Now, you take a look at uh, what they've done with the four-cylinder bombers. Uh, We've got a couple of racers there who are racing very well in VW Rabbits, which are front-wheel drive cars, and they say they can't win. We had one win last Saturday. And... uh, that just proves that idea. But he, of course, got a good starting position. He started on the outside of the second row, and Mike Ogren went uh, on to win the race with a front-wheel drive car. The rest of them were going to rear-wheel drive cars. Yeah, the, the treaded tire, uh, 
you know, the, the Modifieds, when they first started racing, they were on a treaded tire. They weren't on a, a slick. They ran on a treaded tire for years. Uh, a Comanche, I remember they ran on a Comanche at Sunshine, the same tire that the street stocks used. And uh, the cars were fast. They didn't have any problems. And uh, they were affordable. That's the biggest thing is, yeah, the tires are still going to wear out. But the affordability, if you're going to keep a class running, you know, week after week, and like um, you guys have at Citrus, you've got... Uh, late models that run every other week because you guys run a, a 35 lap show which i think is great it's great for the fans it's great for the racers because it gives them you know affordability in racing so if you bring the tread tire in there it's only going to be that more affordable mm-hmm. i think That's yeah i agree with that and uh I don't know if either of you guys really knew Dan Jones real well. I was just getting ready to ask you about who the best promoter that you uh, have seen in your days was, and you bring up that name. Undoubtedly, it was Dan Jones. He knew what he was doing. He knew how to promote a show, and I helped him a great deal when he was up here at the Citrus County Speedway, and I also worked with him down at Sunshine Speedway. Now, Dan had a reputation for a little tipping during the races, but the guy knew what he was doing, and he was the promoter of the year at one of the promoter's workshops. What's wrong with tipping? There's nothing wrong with tipping. Uh, Right. (laughs) Not while you're on the job. (laughs) But he had an open-door policy, Uh and he would side with his personnel in regards to letting them converse about a call that was made that uh, maybe... Nobody disagreed with, and that really put him in a bind. But he had the open-door policy, but he said 15 minutes after the races are over, everybody can cool off, then it doesn't get to be such a heated discussion. Thereby, you can probably come up with a solution for the problem, Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you know, I, I believe... Um you know, Don Narone has talked to, to me at length about uh, Dan Jones, and uh, as has several other of the people that have been around this sport a long time in Florida. Well, Don Narone and Robert Hart uh, both were quite friendly with Dan, and in uh, his day, he tried to get us all organized to where we weren't button heads against each other and racing against each other, drawing cars from a show that these guys had set up so we wouldn't step on each other's toes. And that worked out pretty well until somebody got greedy, you know. Who was that? I'm not going to make any mention any names. Leave it to Rob. Try to put you on the spot. I always try to get them to admit it if they were the ones. We got Robert Hart to admit that he was the one that changed the late model series around. Well, that may be true. Uh, I haven't uh, talked to Robert since Dan Jones' funeral, so I really don't know. But... uh, those guys have put together quite a few racing complexes and uh, have been very successful at it, so you can't knock that. Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, we talked to Robert this afternoon, and uh, uh, what do you think of this? Uh, at the, the scene of this year's Governor's Cup uh, in November uh, over at New Smyrna, Larry, they're going to have uh, a, 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 a driver's uh, late model uh, reunion. And uh, it's kind of like an old timers thing, I suppose you could call it. But it's uh, it's being billed the uh, uh, first annual uh, late model drivers reunion here in Florida. And uh, you think we can get some old old timers out for that? Well, you're going to have to get them out of mothballs and probably try to find some cars that uh, they're used to driving. I think the cars have changed a great deal since uh, 
they were driving, like Jim Fenton and uh, Billy Gill and all those guys that go back to uh, my early days in the racing game. And uh, you might have a good time with that one. Well, they're not going to drive. They're just going to come hang out and have barbecue. and. Uh... Oh, come on. Let them drive. <laughs> <laughs> These cars are doing extremely well. We well, had them in on a show here recently and uh, really got a kick out of seeing some of those guys. Who was that now? The antique. Oh yeah, yeah. Racers. Yeah. Pretty interesting. They put on three yeah. different divisions. Yeah. And it brought back a lot of memories, going back to the '60s. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, in that first year that Sunshine was open, and uh, it was uh, they were driving the coupes and that sort of thing, and Jimmy Cope and Mike Cope's dad and mother were both driving in that era. So. Over the the span of time that you've watched and observed racing, most of it from a, a scoring tower and announcing, who are some of the like? Let's let's say this: we have uh, say you know, Dick Anderson's kind of. I guess you'd say he's retired now, and Jimmy Cope doesn't race very often. But those are some of the guys that you know have recently kind of you know reached the end of their racing career. How do they fit in with some of the guys from say twenty or thirty years ago? Well, uh, watching Jimmy and Mike grow up and uh, see their uh, career come uh, to grips with, uh, well, Mike going on to uh, the truck races and also getting into ASA, it it, uh, really makes you feel good about seeing these young people, and we've got them starting right now. You take Curtis Newman. This kid is going to be some kind of racer. And he's going to be an engineer on top of it. He just got another $1,000 scholarship to USF for his engineering career from the uh, Q Auto uh, Insurance Group. Sure. And this is his third one. And uh, we've got a lot of good young people coming up. It's just a matter of making racing affordable for them to keep up with it. And uh, if this economy doesn't turn around, it's going to hurt us all. You just have to have faith, that's all. Pray and Amen. Have faith and everything will be fine. Well, I know that uh, this year the economy is certainly it's it's affected uh, citrus a little bit. I mean, we keep track of the car counts and of course see your your great reports every week and and the reports from around the state and um, you know the car counts are down a little bit at citrus, but you guys are still have the best car count in Florida and you have over the last five or six years. What do you attribute that to? I think uh, possibly Critter has a great deal to do with it, and uh, we have been pretty fair in tech also. Uh, I think the word is out that you don't mess around with the tech man because he'll find whatever you're hiding. He's been there, done that, and uh, probably can't get too much by it, but we're fair with him. And uh, when these people say we're playing favorites in some cases, that is not true. I just don't agree with that. I've seen it over the years where there was uh, people who were given special equity for whatever they were doing, but uh, this is not the case here at Citrus County Speedway, and uh, we always welcome them with a smile. We've got the young ladies working the booths back there that uh, you can really get along with, and the fans enjoy it, too. And uh, they'll let you know when they're not enjoying it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
That's cool, they man. They always look up at me when somebody makes a bad decision, and I your yeah, fault. nothing to do with it. I'm just <laughs> telling them what they told me to tell them. You're just the messenger. <laughs> just the messenger. It puts you right behind the driver's seat, and I guess Bill Green knows that. Yeah, he does. He he was He's just in there and done that too. Yeah, he was still he was still hopping up and down today about. It. He still hadn't yelled enough about the the shorting the, the shortening of the race. But you as you know as well as I do, he'll get over it in, in short order. And, well, uh, we had a little mic problem uh, there when they were trying to videotape, uh, and I found out what the problem was. Your remote uh, apparatus was on the same frequency as our mic. And that's why the camera was getting it, and uh, the system was not. Well, there you go. That explains that. Uh, I tried the mic out after everybody tore it down, and uh, it yeah. worked. Well, I'll tell you, we're going to have, uh, I have the uh, raw video footage. Uh, the, the videos themselves will be produced. There will be a later available, uh, I think, on Wednesday uh, from Florida Video. And uh, But the, I, I got a, a, a DVD today of the raw footage, and we're going to put some clips up tonight. They'll be up uh around midnight, and it'll be available for people tomorrow to see uh, some clips from the races and a few interviews that we did. And uh, it was certainly a fun time, Larry. It was one of the best times um, that I've had at Citrus. I always have a good time there, but it was a special night uh, uh, for all of us who, who came up to cover it. And uh, we really appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, look forward to talking to you again, man. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. And, uh I've enjoyed every year of it. Everybody asks me when I'm going to retire, and I tell them, well, they'll probably take me out of here in a pine box. Okay. All right. There you go. So we'll stick with it and try to do the 52nd year as well as we can and work on 53. I've been here at Citrus for 22 now, so. Yeah. And I was down at Sunshine for 27. And I worked over at New Smyrna for the... Uh, World Series of Asphalt Racing on five different years and did one little stint at uh, Daytona International Speedway for the final uh, Firecracker and uh, Paul Revere race. Mike Joy and I did that one, just the PA system. And that was supposed to be an audition for me to go to uh, the radio, but uh, that didn't happen because Mike went to television from there and Mr. Gold took over and he and I didn't see eye to eye. Now they got a Larry Mack and it's not you. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> no, he's more mechanically inclined than I am. Yeah, there you go. All right, Larry, you take it easy, all right? Talk to Thank you soon, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank okay. you. You guys take care. Bye-bye. All right, Rob. What a treat. What a, what a treat, Rob. Yeah, you know, uh, Larry's great. I would love to have him on again and talk about some of the early days of racing. As he just said, there's something I didn't realize is that he was there on the very first night of racing at Sunshine Speedway. Uh, yes. I bet he got to see a lot in those days. Like you said, you know, seeing a guy like Jimmy and Mike Cope coming up over the years and got to see him when they weren't even racers. Yeah, you know, and and, yeah. and, and, and of the interviews, I mean, all these guys, there's a lot of these these announcers uh, who've been around a while who, who who can really speak well, and Marty Little is one of them, and, you know, that have been around a long time. Uh, nobody's better than Larry. He's very got good. That. Very Monotone. Yeah, he's very good. Larry voice. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, is there any uh, race fans out there? Of course, there's race, race fans now since they're uh, right there in uh, Port Charlotte. Oh, race fans! Oh, I went to. I went to. Hey, Rob, listen up, dude. Rob, listen up. I went to opening night for the Stone Crabs. For the Stone Crabs, man. 
Midnight I, was tonight. No, I mean the opening night for the Stone Crabs down oh, at the Stone Shore. Crabs. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, they had 7,000 people mm-hmm. there. It was the biggest uh, crowd in, in that stadium, Charlotte uh, Sports Park's history. They had uh, not only 7,000 people. You know they put $27 million in the mm, place. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and, and isn't it? Is it it's, it's beautiful. It's man. much nicer than back in the days when the Rangers were here. Now, I, I, have, um, I have tickets for three games. Mm-hmm. They're going right behind home plate. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Hey, Rob. Well, tomorrow they're giving a ring away, you know. Yeah, they are. As a matter of fact, I was looking at I get I'm on their email list and mm-hmm. uh, for the Rays and uh hey, go Rays. 10 to 2, they're winning right now like in the 5th inning. All right. They're beating the Yankees. There you go. Now we know what Rob's doing while he's <laughs> doing this. Doing this. <laughs> no, I just came out of that room and into this room. All right, man. Okay. Yeah, it's been a great show though. Uh let's go over what we learned today. What did we I don't have my notes in front Is of me. Is it a pop I, quiz? I lost my notes in the middle of all this. Oh, we talked to uh, Johanna Long. Can't forget her. Who, you know, won the blizzard. Um, you know, Darren Coker was here, J.D. Gordon. Um, we talked about the late model reunion coming up um, with the Governor's Cup. That will be November 21st. The Monster Truck Show coming to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series heading off for two races in Alabama. We've got the Top Guns returning to Volusia. And uh, Checkered Flag Sprint Series, our good folks, our good friends there, going to be racing at Citrus County on the 25th. Hope. Also with the Soto Champ Cart, Citrus County Speedway this week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've got Real Racing USA Live Thursday, April 23rd from East Bay Raceway Park. And you're invited to come and join the live broadcast. Hopefully. Well, in Lake City and you got an asphalt late, Molly. You need to get it out. Go up there and go to Columbia Motorsports Park. Check out their uh, big hundred lap race this weekend. Stop by and tell, tell Sandy Narone in the in the, at the somewhere she'll be around the office somewhere and tell her you uh, heard about it here on Inside Florida Racing. Hey, t- this might help. Don won't be there. Don's not there. Where's Don? He's off doing the crasherama somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be there or not. I just thought I'd say that. Oh, you just said that. Maybe it won't. He's next, trying to stir up trouble. Next week we're going to try to get uh, Tim Quick on here, and if not, we're going to be talking to at least uh, one or two modified drivers. We'll be racing in the three thousand dollar win modified race at Bronson on the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. I'll we're, be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah, we got to go, man. It's it's like it's it's past our time here. Hey, guess where I'm going this weekend, guys? Where are you going? Guess where I'm going? Where? I don't know where you're going. To the Keys. Oh, well, hey, you're going to my hometown when you're down there. Have a drink for me. Hey, um, I'm out of here. i got to go. Yeah, it's time. My, my son's having surgery first thing in the morning, so I'm out to go take sure. care of him. And everybody have a great week, and we'll be right back here next Monday night. Join us. Remember, you can get a replay of this show at iTunes. Download it to your iPod. Take us with you everywhere. When you do the St. Pete Boogie, you really gonna have it all. When you do the St. Pete Boogie, you really gonna have it all. Down the south side of town, yeah, in some hole in the wall. I got to do the St. Pete Boogie. I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the same people again. I'm gonna jump until.